Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Jared Barnes breaking down the second full week of baseball. We talk about how the Cardinals have joined in on trying to ruin the fun with their own COVID outbreak. A little bit of a continuation of last week's Marlins talk. We had some Phillies talk. They were finally playing baseball again. Some Pirates talk, because Jared is a big Pirates fan. The Eddie Alvarez story, we break that down. If you've not been following this, you're going to love it. It's a great feel-good story. Yoenna Cespedes story, we break that whole thing down. Then we do our usual awards, Hot Player of the Week, Pitcher of the Week, all that good stuff. And then we do our fantasy draft. Got a lot of great feedback about that. So we're going to continue it. And then we finish up with a little bit of grab bag, the PGAs this week, and a bunch of other good stuff. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button, leave us a nice five-star review, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. The Bullpen Cart Podcast Facebook group is where you can be a part of the conversation. Join that. Submit questions. All of that good stuff. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. Have a safe and fun weekend. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast here on the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me for the first time, finally playing a home game, doing a podcast with him. It's Mr. Jared Barnes. How are you, my friend? Jordy, one thing, and first off, thank you. As my neighbor, yeah. won't you be my neighbor? I will not be singing on this podcast. <laughs> other hosts might sing disparagingly towards other hosts. <laughs> no sympathy. No sympathy. That you didn't have cable. No. None, you know, but somebody else got their their hockey team got their ass beat too. So things occur. Don't tell them about the tree. <sighs> don't want to give them those keys. No, we don't. <laughs> but no, it, it's it's and it's great. Love you, Greg. It's great to be with you here. It's a road game for me for once. Yes. But I'm one of those people in your neighborhood, like Sesame Street used to sing about. So yeah, I'm glad to be here. This is going to be fun, and uh, we can look lovingly into each other's eyes. We really can. It's nice. Yeah, this is the first. Uh, um... Actually, it's not. I did a ton of podcasts with Emily in here. But the first time of someone who does not live in my home coming to the studio. Breaking news. Did not know that one. Yeah. Uh, at this house. Okay. We had Matt came to the old apartment. Who? Yeah. Really, though. <laughs> uh, came to the old apartment a few times. But in the new office, the new setup. Wow. That's the first non-Emily person here not, at the house. Non-roommate. Non-roommate, as Greg would say. Um, but yeah. So, week two in the books of baseball. And before we jump into the big the big news, which is the same big news as last week, go through the menu, because mm-hmm. we got some great feedback on this and what people liked. So we're going to talk about the Cardinals, everything that happened with them, some Phillies talk for me, Pirates talk for Jared, as he's wearing his pillbox hat, Eddie Alvarez story time, if you don't know about that, you're going to learn about who this guy is, Joanna Cespedes, es muerto. and his whole saga, do our awards, and then the Mike Clark fantasy draft, wrap things up. Then a little, little grab bag at the end. Oh. Jared, sound like a good one to you? Hey, buddy, let's do it. All right, so the Cardinals ruined the fun. They joined in with the Marlins. Turned out they went to a casino 
in Missouri. And another week, another team gets infected. And, um, yeah, they have they haven't played a game in a while. And, Jared, what's your, what's your thought on this? I can only hope the Pirates get infected at this point, because maybe one of them will get bit by a radioactive spider. But we're not talking about that team in the Central right now. We're talking about the Cards. Um... Folks, this is going to be my PSA before we end the show, as always. Stay the fuck home if you can. Do not go out, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't go to a casino, don't go to a strip club for wings, don't lick doorknobs, don't touch your face, don't chase money or loose women. What else can I say? I don't know. But it's just a bad idea. I know you gotta get your rocks off somehow, you're going, you're betting. Be like hockey players. They have been doing online poker. Do stuff like that. Bet, bet in the bubble. I mean, just like, come on, guys. I, I, it's stupid. I mean, 13 players. I don't know if it's changed since Monday. I mean, are we updated here? I think they are I think they are going to play this weekend. They're going to play the Cubs tomorrow. We're Perfect. recording this thir- Thursday night. Perfect. Uh, they're, they're supposed to play the Cubs on Friday night. But like the Phillies, who we thought were going to get back to action last weekend yep. because of what ended up being false positives, we yes. can talk about towards the end of this. Um, you know, there, there was more that evolved from this. And, and you have to give some credit to baseball for being so swift on rescheduling things. Oh, yeah. Um, but Manfred, after last week, basically blaming the players, comes out and tells teams, hire a compliance officer, which you have to wonder, the biggest, the, the biggest not even question mark, but the biggest thing you knew was... Wait a minute, where's your biggest book here? So the 104 pages, there was no compliance officer yeah, somewhere exactly. in there? Exactly. You come up with all these ideas, which we kind of would have thought. You know, you'd think they'd come up with that. Oh, there you go. Because the biggest, the biggest criticism was traveling. And you had to think, well, how are we going to do this? You know, I get the honor system and everything. But you would have thought they would have done that. They now have come up with, you basically have to ask your compliance officer if you can do things now. That, that just came out today. Is Chris Paul going to call? If they're outside the bubble, or outside I don't think thing? baseball doesn't have a snitch line. Allegedly, the NFL is going to have a snitch line. Well, which is going to be funny. One thing we have to say is, last time I was on, there was a prediction made. There would be the Buffalo Blue Jays. Yes. Jesus Christ, Jordy, we did it. Where's the banner? Where's the confetti? Yeah, we can't. did it. Yeah, between that and and I made the call of the Phillies and Yankees both had this past Monday off, and they ended up playing. Well, you know, so, so but some, I mean, there's some uh, we're some smart cookies. Manfred should. Give us a call. Um, yeah, so we're not quitters. Nobody's a quitter. I get that. You can't. I, I don't even. I don't even know how to describe it. To go in and be that blatantly cavalier with it. This is going to happen, and then you're going to blame the players, the people who are playing under your logo, under your umbrella. Oh, it's your fault. Well, it is, but once again, some things are better left unsaid. So. Uh, wag of the finger, no tip of the cap to that. I, I, with the cards and other teams, I understand you guys want to play baseball. You have to remember this is bigger than yourselves. This is your families. These are other people around you. These are staffs in the locker room that have livelihoods. They don't have the pension that you have. They don't have the health insurance you have. Think above yourselves. Yeah. It's an interesting thought because... There's certainly that aspect to it of this spiderweb effect of that with the Phillies being delayed, it was because of clubhouse staff yep. who, granted, they got false positives, which the play, the Phillies players expressed some 
uh, annoyances with it. We'll put it that way. Oh. Most notably, uh, our good friend Jake Arietta. But you know he's always good for a. Uh, he's good, he's good for one. Good for a steamy take. Um, Kutch was upset, your boy. Um, but to your point, it, it is this of that you're interacting with pe- you know with people that you're not, and the th- the the fact that these weren't really hammered out and figuring out. All right, we're gonna bring our own dude. We're gonna do this. Like they're talking about how like pitching machines are used during BP now because they don't want to have a guy throwing it. Yeah. So why are you letting the Phillies clubhouse staff? be around the Marlins so and all I, this sort of stuff. I think it's very interesting, and I think we might have talked about it in amongst ourselves, but there was a great um, diagram that came out through ESPN, through the mothership, that was, it, it went. It started at the top, and as you scrolled down, there was a counter, a clicker at the top of the screen that showed every interaction that person, that player, player A had during oh, that day. Oh, that sounds like the scrubs where they have the guy who has a cold. Yes. And he, yes. It, it, it's marked blue and everything, and eventually the whole hospital is blue by the end of the episode. 63 interactions from the time he leaves, because it ends at 60, but then there's his wife and two kids at home. Sure. Think about that. You know, it, it's... it's you, you don't know who you're affecting. It, yeah. And it's, it's crazy because now we're... This is the second straight week where we're, we're thinking... They probably should have done a bubble. Mm-hmm. It's very clearly working for the NBA, the MLS, the PLL, the NHL, hey, I've the Women's seen, Soccer League, I've WNBA. I've seen softball teams play in a bubble. Oh, you mean overall a bubble. Um, well, yep, it's, yep. it's funny that you reference it that way because I've referenced this Alberta head of health. I'm screwing up her title, but this interview that she did on yes. Sportsnet. I've referenced yes. it on the podcast a number of times yes. now. But she first, the way I think she used the word cohort, describes it is saying like if your beer league hockey team if you only interacted with everybody in your team and then plus like your families and that's it which is you know asking a lot but if that's it that works and the nhl is doing it on a on a grander scale and as are all the other leagues i just named off which you know it it could have worked i get it trout wanted to be able to go see his kid and that's certainly you know nobody's nobody's here telling you miss the birth of your child correct and all this sort of stuff although well, I guess, baseball players, I guess, have kids during the season anyway. I was about to say, like, a lot of the Flyers have talked about how they've, like, had to go away from their newborns, but they plan Correct. on they having plan. them in the summer, yep. on the summer. Baseball players don't really do that. No. Um, some do, but clearly Mike Trout wasn't. Um, and, a lot of, and a lot of others don't. But um, Just throwing a lot of strikes in yeah. the zone. Just throwing them, see, throwing them in there. Mike Trout? It was a sex joke. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. He's had it once. We know that. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, shooting bullets is what I would have used. Oof. But yeah. Hey. I mean, anything else we can take away from this right now, you think? I, I, uh, um, just don't be dumb, please. The fanatic's wearing a mask. He can't even shoot his tongue out. Yeah, I, I feel like now, and I would have thought this a week ago before the Cardinals blew up everything, but I would have thought through everything that happened with the Marlins... You yep. can clearly see other teams are doing it. We referenced the Braves, how they left players yep. before they went to New York. They didn't even have COVID. They were positive. They just had symptoms. They were being safe. And the Phillies have done this, and that's part of why they were so frustrated. The Cubs have done that, and they've gone above and beyond because they have two cancer survivors yes. on their team. Um, so, you know, it, just, it's, it sucks when this happens because there are, it does. Good, there are the good eggs, and just a couple of people fucking up is really uh, putting things in jeopardy. But one thing, and this kind of leads us right into Phillies talk. There we are. That has come into that's come into play. Kind of went from just being thrown around on the internet to actually implemented. Again, 
applaud baseball for acting swiftly. The seven-inning doubleheaders. We had our first taste of it yesterday with the Phillies. The Phillies have only played three three complete games, so my Phillies update's going to be pretty quick. Monday, you kind of figured Arietta first start in over a year. Uh, wasn't going to go well. Didn't. <laughs> Brett Gardner just completely teeing off of the Phillies. Yesterday, doubleheader. They win the first game. Almost fuck it up. We'll win it 11-7. And, uh, because you have a great bullpen. Something like that. And then the next day, the next game, Air, uh, in a seven-inning game, six innings of great pitching by Aaron Nola. And then, uh, you know, bullpen bomb. So, why was he pulled? Why was he pulled? Yeah. Was he, was he getting close to a pitch count? Do I we would know? Think, I would think it'd be something like a pitch count. Eh. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's t- it's a tough pill to swallow. It's something where, you know, you you kind of have to think that the bullpen can hold it off. The really interesting question that was brought up by a number of, by a number of people was the fact that Naris had to come in Ooh. at the end of the first game, and Tom McCarthy Ugh. said one pitch a billion times because he only threw one pitch at the end of the first game to get it to record a save. But if he hadn't had to come in, could he have been used in the in the seventh inning, almost at the ninth inning, and I'm still screwing it up. But um, like Hector Neris usually does. Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean Tommy Hunter was the victim last night in the second game, which well. is not a shocker. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, that was of how bad the Phillies bullpen was last year. At least Tommy Hunter wasn't a part of it, and now you know now he's back. So he's back I mean, to haunt my dreams. I think we're gonna get called up soon to try. Well, so that's another thing that's happened from all, from these outbreaks of COVID is that Major League Baseball, again, shout out us for talking about this last week, they are going to go down from 30 to 28, but they're staying at 28 for the World Saw Series, that. which good for you that you're doing that and that you're actually holding on to it because that's, that's important. Yep. Um, and yeah, just to, so for those that did not see Aaron Nola's line last night, six innings pitched, hmm. three hits, one run. Twelve Ks and the one run was from a was from a home run, uh, and he threw eighty eight pitches, fifty seven of which were for strikes. I'd have pulled him. Smart, smart, nearly move. ninety pitches in six innings. I don't know. You, that's been the problem with Aaron Nola is that he he gets to these he pitches great until one inning and then it's one inning too late, and it's been it's been his problem for the past year. So I don't know. You know. If Girardi has these guys to use, he has his thoughts, he has his binder. That's what he wanted to do. I don't know why why the fuck Tommy Hunter's the guy that you put in a 1-1 game. But mm. anyway. Yow. So they're the Phillies. They're currently uh they're currently up on the Yankees. We'll we'll keep you updated on those scores. But Jared, let's talk about the Pirates. They're uh they're plugging along. To say the least. <laughs> I'm going to take a breath. Um, you're, you're battling Buckos. Cannonball coming. Gregory Polanco hit a 460-some-odd foot ding-dong today. One bounce into the Allegheny River. Great shot. Was actually watching the game. I was working today. It was wonderful. Um, big comeback. For they those did. that don't know, they, they, <laughs> two, the two runs of the in the ninth inning and the walk-off, but they had to score a run in the eighth inning, too. Kevin Newman did it. We have now won three games. So the, uh, the Phillies haven't. They've only won two. We've lost ten. The Phillies have not done that. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, your battling Buckos are dead last, seven and a half games back be behind your Chicago Cubs and their Budweiser. But Jordy, that's not when it comes to the Pirates and all their stank that they have in the most beautiful ballpark in America. There's a lot of stank, a lot of stank. We almost had the Blue Jays. We haven't talked about that. We almost had the Pittsburgh Blue Jays for a hot second. I was going to be great. Growing up, we were the Blue Jays one mm -hmm. year in Glassport. And I said we were so bad they put us in Canada. Ten-year-old me saying this. Comical. Smart. Comical. Smart. And then I understand the governor and, and those in the health department here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania said probably wouldn't be smart. Uh, granted, yes, okay, I get it. To your point earlier, though, of crossing over, you're now crossing over two of the geological breakdowns of Central yep. and East. So there is that. There is a, Avoiding that as well. Yes, yes. But that's not the weirdest thing that has happened to the Pirates in these last two days. Okay. Jose Barrios, looks like Cheerios is his name. Yeah, good pitcher. Yes. was They were playing the Twins, you know? Pretty cool. Then all of a sudden, out of the sky, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's a drone. Somebody flew a drone over the stadium, and everybody stopped. And I don't know if folks have ever seen, there's a police officer walking in the back of a, a, a TV report, and he just like kind of like s sneaks away like he got caught. Mm -hmm. Everybody just looked like that, and they were walking off the field. There was over a eight-minute delay in the game because nobody knew what was going on. It was over center field. After about five minutes, the bullpens started trying to throw baseballs at it. Um, they called New York. You could hear them going, uh, we need to call New York. Nobody knew what to do. and like it, The players thought it was weird, and then it went right over the right field scoreboard and went away. And has there been any follow-up to find to, out who, who did this? To this time now... Quote this article, under FAA rules, target field is a restricted airspace during a game. Um, it was a small drone and hopefully just a fan wanting to take pictures, but for security reasons, the MLB does not allow drones around the park. So somebody was just like, screw it, I'm going to um, do this. And Rocco Baldelli was like, well, definitely a 2020 moment there. Yeah, so sounds about it. We don't know what happened, but that was goddamn weird. And I, that like, is a crazy story. It's a literal bleacher creature. Yeah. It's a... No. It's a machine. I'm oh, Albert. Yeah. Bleacher, I'm not a machine. Bleacher... Bleacher... Bleacher bot. Um, Rum great Pirates fan blog, says, uh, the Pirates have grabbed defeat from the jaws of victory. Very true, as always. Um, and, uh, apparently fan graphs are, uh, projecting us to have the worst record. And we knew this going into the season. But... But the battle of futility is coming soon, whereas in tomorrow, your Pirates play a one-game series against the Tigers. Fun. Is it a makeup game from earlier this year? I guess so. I have a feeling that um, they might not even play. They're just all going to stare and do rock, paper, scissors. Probably would be a better try. Um, going back to Gregory Pronko, El Cafe, he actually did have COVID at one point. Yes. You know, so he, he is back now. Josh Bell is starting to get into a rhythm. Boy, he's just a big guy. I mean, it just he he's just a big guy. Colin Moran's had a good season. He's had a very good he's had a very good week. Um, I mean it, it's one of those where there's a lot of 
promise, and we've always said that as Pirates fans. Like, 13, they were playing the other day, like, on this date in 13, they clinched a spot in the play, or they clinched their first winning season since 94, and it's just like, oh my lord. <laughs> and then I just love Bob Walk's nuggets during the telecast, just his... The, the river was 84 degrees the other day, the Allegheny River. That Is that your, warm or cold? Yeah, it's, it's pretty warm for a river. That sounds warm. Eh, you know, but, but it, I don't know what r- river temperatures usually are. Well, don't look at the Schuylkill right now. It's angry, and there's a lot of something in it. There's a lot of, of a lot of things. And in we it. would be remiss if you know if there's some folks that may be in the area that um, have were affected by tropical storm Isaisis the other day. Yours truly has a swimming pool in his basis. I'm bottling spring water now. Compared to other folks, like in New Jersey, did you know with Sandy, it's the most recorded outages since Sandy. Over a, th- a third me. My mom of the lost, state of New Jersey. My mom lost power in the suburbs, in the Philly suburbs, yeah. or Pennsylvania side of the Philly yeah. suburbs. Um, yeah, so quickly on the Pirates before yeah. we wrap it up. I mean, what is, what is the fix? Is there a fix? Is there something that... Like, yes. Josh Bell's batting 222 is like... You'd expect that to go up, right? And, like, kind of water finds its level a little bit there? Jordy, you can't polish a turd. Okay, fair enough. All right, so moving it, moving right <laughs> along. Eddie Alvarez. Yes. One of the cooler stories, and ironically it comes from the Marlins, but one of the cooler stories of the 2020 season so far is, and you probably saw the headline, Silver medalist of the 2014 World Series, Eddie Alvarez. Silver medalist of the 2014 World Series. So, 2014 Sochi Olympics. Thank you. Thank you. Um, who is from Miami originally, son of Cuban immigrants. Mm-hmm. He was always a big baseball player, but he started roller skating when he was a kid, which as a lot of people do at South Beach. But he apparently got basically spotted to become an ice skater and competed in different rollerblading events, different ice skating events. And he even went to college for baseball where he got an, an offer. But the idea of competing in the Olympics drew him away from doing it. So he skates, he goes to the Olympics, he wins, he wins the silver medal in 2014. And... Later that year, signs a minor league deal with the White Sox. Sox. And over the years, he finds his way, works his way up the minor league ladder. He was in AAA the last couple years. Played for the Intimidators. He did play for the Kannapolis Intimidators, a former team of uh, my fiance's cousin. Um, but Miami trades for this guy mm-hmm. and called him up last night. He makes his debut. Against went over 5. Hey, well. Goes over 5 in the doubleheader. Was it a, was it a golden sombrero or a purple sombrero? Uh, I do not have if he struck out. I just saw it was over 5. Okay. Um but still, this is an awesome story and it's it's one that I think took a lot of different people by surprise cuz it kind of came out of nowhere. We need a good story right now. Yeah, it's a great feel good story. Fun fact, his older brother Nick played professional baseball for several years at the AAA level. So there's a lineage there. Yes. Um, in the family. And I think that's cool to see. It's definitely not a Michael Jordan, who's a professional athlete, wants to play basketball, as you saw in The Last Dance. You know, just to get out of however that story was. It's not a Deion Sanders 
playing for both the Falcons and the Braves at the same time. This yes. guy was at the pinnacle of speed skating. Won a silver medal. And then comes in and works his way up through the baseball ranks. Yes. Now, granted, who knows if it's because the Marlins have their bat boy, their clubhouse attendant, and and the uh, the mascot playing at this point. Well, apparently he, he got invited to camp. Both the regular spring training and summer camp. I was being facetious for yeah. a reason. But that's a cool story. You know, it's it's a fair question, though, considering how many different players the Marlins have, have had to yeah. go through to get back to playing baseball, especially so quickly after uh, mm-hmm. so many players got, got uh, what was it, nominated. Got yeah, nominated for COVID-19. For COVID. Um, but, yeah, I didn't realize that the Marlins AAA team was in New Orleans. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, are they, are they, they're not the ba- the King Babies or whatever, those, the weird... They might be. Oh, no. Uh, oh, we're going back to our weird AAA names. New Orleans baseball. Uh, the the Bingham, Binghamton Barons he played for. Also, Birmingham the Shark Barons? The, I can't read. They are the baby cakes. Aha! What a weird fucking did, did you see the hat? It's aw- It's awful. And then their mascot is a big baby. Yeah. Ew. It gonna be in your dreams tonight, folks. Look it up. It's like gritty looking at you. No, that's worse than gritty. That's a fucking. That's like the big baby in, in Toy Story. Uh, can we not, please? Huh. I learned a fun fact that apparently before they hired Tom Hanks to be Woody, Woody was supposed to be a much more of a dick. Yep. Then they couldn't let Tom Hanks be no. a dick. Fun, as your as your. Uh... What, what would you What would you say as uh, as Woody in real life? As a frequent Woody costumer. I mean, I, I am Woody. Don't pull my string. Not yet. Um, yeah, he was. He was supposed to be a real cocksucker. Yeah, a lot more of it. Yeah, did. just and they actually had Tom Hanks voice some of it, and they're like, "This is not gonna." Happen. Really, there was. Te- oh there was yeah, there there is. Yep, I did there not is, know that. There is. Yep, yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, Woody was a dick. Quote that. Yeah. And, so there's some more story time. Yes. <laughs> All right. So now the craziest story of the week. Oh boy. One that we saw play out on Sunday afternoon when we were hanging out watching Smocky. Ioannis Cespedes. It's Muerto. He. He's dead. Doesn't show up on Sunday. He. Nobody <laughs> knows where he is. The Mets can't find him. <laughs> and they actually tweet out, we don't know where he is. Carmen San Diego's looking for him. And it turns out, in the middle of the game, they announce that he's gone and opted out for the year. Very anticlimactic <laughs> ending to this story. But even the way they announced it, Brody Van Wagnon, the GM of the of the Mets. That is not his name. Yeah, Brody Van Wagnon. Oh That's their GM. He's a former agent. Hmm. Uh, announced to be like, yeah, so we found him and he's opting out. And just one of the crazier, just another chapter in the craziest, one of the crazier life cycles of a contract. Because when they first got him, it's really good. He go, they go to the World Series yep. kind of thing. Then they re-sign him. They have him. The shit with the boar, you have this. You have all the stories about him smoking cigarettes in the fuck in the tunnel between Yo, the clubhouse and the dugout. Dar- darts are good for hockey players. I mean, clearly it was working for him because he was hitting fucking moonshots. Was he smoking Pall Malls, Virginia I mean, Slims? I have no idea. Marlboro's no filter. That sounds right. Okay, but um, yeah, this is it's one of the crazier stories to come out of baseball. So to our um, resident Mets fans. You know, it makes me feel a little bit better about being a Pirates fan. Yeah, there's some stuff that that are only the Mets could have this, and mm-hmm. it, you just go classic Mets. This is one of those stories. If it was a Pirates player, 
we don't know where Josh Bell is. Yeah, that We're would thinking, be that would be concerning. Like the, the, that's the thing. It's like you hear like the Mets say, "Oh, we don't know where Yohannes Cespedes is." It's the team, it's the player, and you're like, "Ha!" Classic Mets. Well, but yeah. if they're like, if the Pirates like, we don't know where Josh Bell is. The Cubs are like, we don't know where Anthony Rizzo is. You're like, oh fuck, did they get COVID? This is an are issue. They in a hospital. Yeah. You're just thinking Yohannes Cespedes. He could be off, fucking riding. He'd be riding dirt bikes on a trampoline and breaks everything. Dirt bikes on a trampoline? That's nice. That was a, uh, both a Madison Bumgarner oh, and Jabba Chamberlain reference. Well. Because they both got hurt that way. You can equate it to Dennis Rodman going out in Vegas. No, because the team let him go to Vegas. I, but still, it's still the same and thing. They it's like too long. And, and then, it, it, like, Ioannis could have been there and have been like, okay, all right. Yeah. You're, you're right. Of seeing the video in the last dance of what... Of Dennis Robin leaving, holding the Miller Light can on the motorcycle, like you're just like this can only be Dennis Robin, and you're right, this could only be Johannes Hespus. I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. I mean, here's the thing. One thing I will say that has gotten better in time with him is his manicured eyebrows. <laughs> That's a very good call. Back uh, to you. All right, so moving on. Let's go to the awards. Ah. So we'll start with the player of the week, the Roy Hobbs, MVP of the week. Top batter, Jared, you want to start in the AL or the NL? Oh, God, Jordy, you know how bad I am at trying to find these. I'll, I'll go off of you. You go. All right, so I am going to go. I'm so bad at these. That's fine. It happens. In the last seven days, I am going with, we're starting the in the National League. All right. And I'm going to go with Charlie Blackman. All right. Colorado Rockies had a little bit of a slower start to his year. Is uh, 11 for 24 in the last week. Nine ribbies. A big week for our guy. I almost went with Comoran and all of his home runs. And but I had to go with Blackman. I'm a big fan of his. I really like. I do really like the Rockies. Um, Maybe not my favorite West Coast Mm -hmm. team. I'm. If I had to randomly pick one, I'd mm-hmm. probably pick the A's. It's probably just because of Moneyball and Stack Guy. But, uh, you know, I, I always like to see the Rockies do well. They're a team that, that, especially now with the Dodgers being so dominant in that division, like to see them do well. And, uh, you know, Blackman's a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I will go with uh, Nicholas Castellanos. Castellanos? Yeah, man. I mean, we I even said at the beginning of the year the Reds were going to have a great season. For this guy to be doing what he's doing thus far this year, I mean, he's looking at. Scoring 10 runs, 13 RBIs, um, batting 447, slugging 878, OPS is 1325. I mean, he's one of the reasons why the Reds are doing so well right now. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're, so that's a really good call because they've had themselves kind of an, an up-and-down week. But you kind of expect that out of these teams from the yeah. from the Central Division. Oh, my God, yes. Where they're, you know, they've... They've won for the mm-hmm. for their last ten. They've run into the Indians, who currently are up. Are to, we allowed to say that online? I guess they are not the Cleveland baseball team yet, but <laughs> um, they do have a big C, though. Yeah, they, yeah, that was a couple years. I ago. I know, but still, I mean, they're yeah, on, the they're C. on, they're on brand. But yeah, the 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 thing that I think is the most concerning for the Reds is their offense, and yes. having a guy like like Castellanos, or not a pronounce his actual last name. So it's Seth, don't attack me. Castellanos. Um, Castellanos. Nicholas Castellanos. Um, he was actually one of one of said one of the players that Seth really ah. was riding me of uh, correcting his getting his name correctly pronounced because I 
kept screwing it up, which is classic me. But their pitching has been awesome. Mm-hmm. I know we're doing mm-hmm. players right now, but uh, yeah, they, you know, they just run into some good teams, and that's what you kind of expect out of these central teams. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're still floating around five hundred, and they have these guys who, mm-hmm. if someone's having a bit of a down week, and they can have a guy like Castellanos, or if Jody Votto's having a great week, or Eugenio Suarez, or anybody, anybody that, yeah. that really gets it going, um, you know, that's a, that's crucial mm-hmm. for them. So it's a great pick. Uh, American League. Yes. Who do you want to go with? I'm going to go with, I saw him make a great catch today at PNC Park. Um, <clears throat> Max Kepler. Great pick. Kepler, he's been batting very well. Looking at the season here, he's, he's I mean, it's a fair seven runs, uh, two ding-dongs, seven REIs. You know, he's batting 348. Pretty good average. Yeah. Um, he his defense was really good that I saw today in the game. I mean, you could even go with right now. I mean, a very much a sleeper pick with how he's playing though. The numbers might not show it. Sure, is, is a, uh, Nelson Cruz at forty? Yeah, I mean that whole offense. Has oh, been I awesome. mean they're great. And Sinode today, yeah, just mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, but Kepler's been doing great. Yeah, he's been awesome, and he's really. I mean, talk about a guy who's worked his way through that lineup. Oh, he was yes. batting like sixth a couple years uh-huh. ago, and as their leadoff guy, mm-hmm. really good pick there. Um, since you didn't take him, I'm going to have to. Aaron Judge. Well, yeah. Yeah, i got to take him. Uh, five home runs in a row in five straight games, I should say. Six home runs total over that span. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is what what you expected. He's not done a ton against the Phillies so far yep. in this game. I mean, there's still five innings left in their yep. final game, so that could very well be changed. But, <laughs> a, uh, you know, an awesome week from him, and it's hard to not – I mean, if – one of us had to pick them. Yes. And uh, oh, you, you have to respect. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the, the, the quote unquote murderers row that the Yankees have again. I mean, even our group chat for sports, just talking about the bombs. Yeah, they're the nobody. I think this joke just went by the wayside in that group chat. But me saying that they have MLB the show level numbers. Like oh, if you're playing, my God, that, yes. If you're playing franchise mode on easy mode, that's what the Yankees' current lineup is. There, are five people are batting over three hundred. Judge already has 17 ribbies in 11 games, or how many the Yankees have played. Um, I mean, it's absurd it what is. this team is doing. And you could have picked a ton of different Yankees for this. Brett Gardner had himself a good series against the Phillies. Which, can Urshel we... Urshel has had a great week. Can we DJ talk about that had a great week. Gardner, like, you know, father time is like, I mean, it's, it's just, I, I can't believe Megamind is still on that team. <laughs> I made. <laughs> so what, what Jared's referring to is I feel I realized this yesterday after Brett Gardner hit a home run. I think to myself, "Well, wow, Brett Gardner really tees off on the Phillies," and I wondered if it, it was, if it was true or if I'm only remembering the bad things. I look it up, and in 12 games he's batting like 348, has four homers, which is ties the Mets for most against a single National League team in a quarter of the games, and he has 11 ribbies. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts how good this guy does against the Phillies. And he's you're absolutely right that he, you know... Only gets, remaining member of the 9 I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else would still be No, I think, it, I think, I think, it think it he is. is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there would be anybody else, but I, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, he you know gets playing time here and there because they have such a full outfield. They have Talkman, they have Aaron Hicks, they have Aaron Judge... They want to put Stanton in the outfield. They can put him out there. I mean, so he, you know, he does a lot with you know the split playing time that he has, and still does a really good job with it. Yeah. 
Uh, and, you know, the Yankees, we saw it last year when they had so many injuries mm-hmm. and they were still able to have such a good record. Yeah. Uh, this is just what the team's able to do. And the fact that they're... Savages in the box? Yeah, I mean, literally. That's, you know, what fucking Aaron Boone wants to do. And it's working for them. You know, uh, they're 9-2 and two right now. Yeah. And... Wait, they're not 3-10. and ten. <laughs> And it's technically the best record in the American League. <laughs> even though... The Twins have 10 wins. They're just even in games play, and they have a better winning percentage. Um, Which, you know, I'd be fine seeing that as an an ALCS or however the fuck the the playoffs end up going with the second place makes the playoffs stuff. We didn't... I didn't say it when it was there. I am an expert at seven-game doubleheaders. Seven-inning doubleheaders. Yeah, so this is... So now that we're just on the subject, before we go over to pitchers... Yeah. Um... We never we kind of glossed over. Yeah, we did. How do you feel about the seven inning double headers? I don't give a shit. I mean, it's one of those where I don't like how it's like a complete game seven innings because you got somebody who pitches like I mean Garrett Cole has what a complete yeah. complete six inning so the, it fucks so everybody is, in fantasy. Well, so this is my this is, so it's funny you say that cuz our fantasy league they're allowing complete games if it was a rain shutout for the but stat. But they're not allowing but it not for seven, if seven inning double I call bullshit which I think on it's that. bullshit. That is I think bullshit. it's bullshit too. Because I have Max Scherzer and I have a complete game when he pitched five and a third innings and it got called because yeah. of rain. Yeah. But then we had a whole vote and they decided to do this. And Saint Survivor. I was the same. Th- I was. It was me and and our commissioner's dad who voted yes for it, and everyone else was like, "No, this is really dumb." And Joe P, our good friend, shout out him, um, comes up with this idea of, "Well, let's do like, you know, let's do prorated points." And I'm like, "Fine, do that. Yeah. But get rid of the stat." That's yeah, stupid. Th- 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 this is a year where I I couldn't tell you how many seven inning doubleheaders I've played in my life. Well, with... co- like college baseball does it for official records. Yeah, like and people look at that to, to draft people. Correct, yeah. and I it's one of those I've maybe played three nine inning games in my whole life just because of how we scheduled it in yeah, club yeah. baseball and then men's league because it was 113 degrees yeah. and it was like let's play one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's smart. They go it quicker. Really, it's I would not say moving forward if it's maybe if you have to play double headers during like some sort of time frame moving forward, do it. But yeah, it, it's definitely a good for twenty twenty. Yes, I don't really want to see it going forward. But if baseball wants to con- wants to contract when their season starts and ends, and mm-hmm. say yes, we're going to start the season in the middle of April and still try to get the World Series over by. October 31st, because yep. they, for whatever reason, hate having World Series games 6 and 7 on November 1st and 2nd. It's cold. It's cold. Well, I get that, that it's cold, but I think that, like, why arbitrarily then pick October 31st, you know? Because um, everybody likes candy. I guess so. Um, you know, 2009, it, Halloween was, it was game 3, that's the A-Rod fucking hits the camp. Sorry, I, I used that to get triggered. But we're not quitters. Yeah, we're not quitters. But I could see, I could see yeah. Manfred come up with that idea of saying... We're gonna have you're gonna have two every other Saturday. You're gonna have a doubleheader, and now, it's gonna be it's gonna be seven inning doubleheader games. You'll pique my interest if you bring back the softball shorts like the Sox had. Yeah, I mean, baseball is if I, if I remember correctly, that's the whole that's also the Chris Sale snipping off the collars thing. Yep. They've they're stranger than football with uniforms. So, and football is because of the helmets. Interestingly enough, when I took a tour of Wrigley a couple okay. years ago, which was great, there is actually on the walls, as the players walk out of the locker room, schematics on what your jersey should look like. 
Oh wow! It's like literally a dude in full. Like I just, just knew there picture. was fines for a bunch of different stuff, like the pine tar on the logo. And oh stuff my like god! That. Speaking of that, Twins logo batting helmet today, they touched it. It fell off. Two of the players, their logo, like the raised logo. Yeah, cause, yeah, because they have the fucking decal. Yeah, they, they fell off the helmets. Yeah. Um, but we digress. But oh yeah, there is like literally a chart that says yeah. your uniform should look. Baseball like this. is really weird, and which. In my opinion, going back to, like, we're looking at a picture of Yogi Bear on the wall, or that picture of, I have a picture of Jimmy Fox in my bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they had sleeves that were a quarter sleeve, and those guys were, like, dad bods to the extreme, but yeah, they yeah. also ate nails and picked up cars and chicks at the same time, like, and then went to church. Like Didn't Mickey Mantle, like, chug a six-pack in the dugout every game? We, I do that before softball, but I, mean, I digress. Obviously Wade Boggs. Well, well, the legends well, with him, well. but... I understand why there's protocols because people could go batshit with it, but at the same time, let the players have a little bit of freedom other than it has to be tucks, that it has to be this. You know uh, me out of all people with how I dress for games. Like, the whole, everything got to match. Allow a little bit of something like Ovechkin with his colored laces. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you said because I was about to say yeah. hockey even yeah. has gotten more strict. They can't have the tuck now. But that's for safety. Of I didn't realize because yeah, I do. I do, the, able to do the I do the jersey tuck. I do the half tuck. Yeah, you're not. There's no tuck son anymore. of a bitch. No tuck at all. No fun league. Um, well, yeah, like I said, football's only yeah. weird. With and I meant like just the jersey combinations because you mentioned like retro stuff. The reason why the Eagles haven't brought Kelly Green back in any variety is because they can't do a Kelly Green helmet. So they would have to do a wholesale change. They have to wear the same helmet throughout the year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out. Didn't the Steelers do a yellow helmet the one year? I'm pretty sure they wear their they, regular helmets when they wear the Bumblebees. I, no, no. I thought they did a reverse helmet for one game where it was it was a black stripe and he... Let me look this up. Yeah, I'm, you might be right. I, I think, though, that's part of the reason is the, like, it's one helmet. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's really dumb. That's my point, like, <laughs> why... I, why I'm like even bringing it up? Uh, I'm looking. I'm not finding anything. I'm pretty sure that it's not like. But then again, uh-huh, the, there it is. The weird Packers. Uh-huh. When do they wear that? Uh, the Heinz Ward was still playing. Okay, so maybe there's maybe that's like post change. I feel like it's it's in a part of the concussion stuff. I look at it this way: anything that's going to sell. It's like in here's the thing in NASCAR to talk about helmets. They've had drivers throw their helmets at other cars after they've been wrecked before. That helmet has to go through a battery of tests before it is allowed to be used again. When they have different fire suits, they have different helmets. You you can get more than one helmet. It's like a baseball... I mean, I'm comparing apples to cucumbers right now, like a baseball player's... Like, you're wearing a mesh hat, I'm wearing a pillbox hat. I yeah. understand things got to be different. Like, don't change it that way, but why can't you... Like, um, the Chargers have, with all their 54 combinations now, a uniforms. I, I, I think it's something where... go To go back to the NHL, I know we're going way off topic now. Yeah, it's fine. The Kachina jerseys came back yesterday with the Coyotes, and people lost their minds. Well, they'd already—that's already been a third jersey for them. But still, yeah, we had talked about before. Everybody go retro jerseys and yeah. whatnot for the playoffs. I think there should be a there should be a little more gravitas. Oh, sure. Allowed to these things yeah. than it has to be regimented like this. Get rid of the fucking color rush jerseys because they suck. Well, what I was what is interesting. Because the NBA doesn't even do home and away jerseys anymore. No, 
They have they have pretty dumb names for what each jersey's called. The legend, the designer, the city, and all this. Emily's probably screaming at her radio right now, knowing what the names are. But they're they have four different jerseys. They can wear them for whatever they want. It looks like you're playing NHL or any baseball game ever. Which is awesome because like the Rockets are the home team they're playing the Blazers and it's red versus black. And I think that's great. Yep. Like there are some teams that have great white jerseys. Yes. And now now like just to swing this back to baseball. Please. Because I do think I hate gray away jerseys. Ooh, ooh. I'm not a fan of the gray. Except for Oakland. Yeah, there's but they're but the A's also have those dope oh, God. light green. Got their Good jerseys. They have great jerseys. All their jerseys. They have great jerseys. I mean, and the number of different retro stuff. We were looking at it before with the Phillies. Yep. They have their TBT, the the throwback to the, the powder, powder blue jerseys. The White Sox have, Ugh. I think, the Sunday afternoon jersey. Let's bring that's the maroon back because they're great record. No, there. those are, they're, yeah, they're cursed. They <laughs> burn. They burn those jerseys. Except for Koch's uncle Larry, he got a baseball yeah. card of that, which is awesome. Which is awesome, but they're like legitimately cursed. They like wore them once in the eighties and they burned them. That they uh, they like lost like fifteen nothing and they're like we're not doing it. and then, and the then Phillies, they lost the <laughs> then the Phillies wore them in a retro either last year or two years ago and they lost like ten three and they're oh, like no never so again yeah. we're never wearing yeah. them again um, but yeah so staying back into the awards we go to our Billy Chapel pitcher yes of the week Jared do you want to start in the um, in the National League uh, yes so I'm just going off his of stats for the season because I I'm just terrible okay. With a ERA and a whip of point sixty nine, nice, nice. You Darvish, yeah, he's having a really good year. Which you Darvish, take Last... him or leave him. There's some years where he can't find, he can't catch a cold in a meat locker, and then there's years where it's like he's coming out warm. Thirteen point one innings pitch, eleven Ks, yeah, so two do, wins. So you do have his uh, his last seven days. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's been great for him. Yeah. I mean, this is... Oh, I do have... La- I and can't this is, read. And this is the problem, or not the problem. This is what Cubs fans have been complaining about with him the last couple of years. You mentioned it. He there has a, a lot of years, flow, too. A couple of years that he's been out to lunch, and he didn't know what's going on with him, and he started to yep. find it. Him, Kyle Hendricks has done that oh, for the Cubs, shit. and he's looked great. I didn't realize he's 30. Hendricks, do you know who the who how the Cubs got him? No. They got him as basically just a prospect throw-in. When they traded Ryan Dempster to the Rangers, he's the Pascal Dupuis of the trade. Yeah, basically. Wow. I know. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't think it's as crazy as Travis Darno being the throwaway catching prospect <laughs> with Kyle Drabeck for Roy Halladay. Oh my lord! And I think they threw him to the Mets for R.A. Doug, Dra- Doug Drabeck's son. I do not know. Okay. Um, but he was supposed to be the Phillies' next big pitching prospect. They sent him to Toronto for Halladay, and he stunk as a Blue Jay. Oh, well, um, that's a great pick. I am going to go, hmm, I'll go with, I guess because he stepped up big, I'll go with him. Max Freed, yep. Atlanta Braves. Um, yeah, not the not the sexiest week, not two mm. six nines, but uh, only nice. let up a couple runs, 12 innings, 10 strikeouts. Uh, and I, I referenced that of him stepping up because... Uh, Soroka, mm-hmm. another Atlanta starter, is out for the year now. Yeah. Uh, which, which goddamn, goddamn, we was fielding the ball, right? Yeah. Mm. Real, yeah, non-contact injury, really not good. Um, so the fact that they have guys stepping up, yeah. you know, when they've had this kind of weird starting pitching trajectory over the last couple of years. Obviously, they had Keiko last year, and he did really well. But a guy like Mike Fulton-Nevitz, who had been up and down quite literally. Um, 
you know, and is not starting off so well. It's it's good to see that they have guys there. Um, you know, Braves coming to town this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But American League, I'll kick it off. I'm going to go with the Beebs. Oh yeah, I was looking. Yeah, pretty easy to go after. Oh, uh, 21 strikeouts and two starts, only two earned runs. Both of them were off of homers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, good whip. Very good whip. Point six four in the last seven days. Yeah. Opponents batting average under 150. Um, yeah, the Indians, this is something that we talked about this going into the season of if they were going to do well, yeah. their pitching was really going to have to step up, and they certainly have. Yep. Beavers realized this is you know this is my time, and I'm going to go after it. Yep. And he's done it. Yeah. Let's see here. Hmm. I always like to go with the good innings pitch, so we're going to go with Marco Gonzalez. 13.1 solid. innings pitch. That's very solid. 13 Ks, two wins in that span, uh, 2.03 era, era, era. A zero five three whip, um, only three earned runs, six hints, one walk. That's always key for me with that. Four ding dongs though, so that's a, you got to watch that. Yeah, it's tough, you know. But Seattle having an okay year, great um, jerseys as well, very good jerseys. Um, but yeah, I mean to to kind of piggyback off you, mm-hmm. he he only had three earned runs, five total let up. So you, the defense around him is kind of eh. yeah, and you know for. Letting up as many runs as they do, him not being a big part of that certainly helps his case. Yeah, kind of similar to what I was saying with Freed, but you know, quite literally, he only let up five, and yeah. the Mariners have let up eighty-eight runs in two weeks, which is pretty nuts. Um, <laughs> and they're they're actually scoring at a pretty decent pace. You know, they're scoring higher than a Texas team that everybody thought was going to be yeah. off the walls good. They have more runs than the Royals, Tigers, the Indians. Uh, nearly as many as the White Sox who have this prolific offense. So, you know, you know what the problem is there. And when a guy is pitching well on that staff, yeah. you got to give him a shout out. So yeah. I like that a lot. Um, so we do have rookies on here. Do you have any rookies you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I don't totally have a ton either. So we'll just skip it again. Um, um I'm trying to even think. I want to. Um, no, nope, nope. Yeah. All right. So we get to the the new segment, a new fan favorite. Since we can't talk about stadium snacks, it is the Mike Clark Fantasy Draft. Mike Clark, of course, being good buddy of mine, host of the Pilot Season podcast. Or, um, oh shit! Now I'm fleeting thought. Uh, he is a what do you call this newscaster at WTAE back in Pittsburgh. He's ah. Sally Wigan. Mike Clark. There's your Pittsburgh reference. Interesting. Yes. Now this one is from New York. He's a Yankees fan. All right. Well, that's okay. Um, but so the, for those that missed last week's show, actually. Originally, this was when Mike did the NL West preview. He came up with this idea, said, can we do an all-division team? We basically pick who, you know, the players within that division and whoever had the best team at the end would win. The idea of this, so Greg and I had our teams last week. Well, uh, he and I still are figuring out who wins. <laughs> yeah, we had a little debate over it of how we wanted to determine it. Cause we uh, did you go do. with complete games and if they're rain short? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started. Rattle meter! Uh, yeah, it's not fun. The Royals are up 8 nothing on the Cubs right now. Um... Really yeah, screwed. so we're going to do a snake draft and go from there. All right. And, is and there, pick them out. Is there any rhyme or reason who you're picking? Is it got to be AL? Does it got to be NL? I no, it can be either. Ah, Basi- the basic idea of this is... Everybody who plays the Pirates in the next week. So a little. So to Jared's point, a little inside of the show, we used to do the, here's what's upcoming this week. And there was no... We just picked like, a, oh, this matchup looks fun, so yeah. I'm going to talk about this. This idea is to be able to look at more of the schedule yeah. and say, you know, if you... Uh, you'll hear it very quickly. You'll pick up on it. But I'm picking this guy. 
he, you know, his team is scheduled to face these dudes. If we know pitching matchups, we can say, oh, he's scheduled to face this guy, good career against it if we know that, so on and so forth. Um, we do a snake draft, one starter, one reliever, one of every position, and then a utility guy at the end. Jared, do you want the first pick? Oh, can I... Um, which, which position are we starting Start with? Start with starting pitchers. Starting pitchers. All right, let's take a look. Hmm, I'm going to go with everybody named Undecided. Okay. There's a lot of undecideds on here. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. I go first if you want second two. No, no. I have a good matchup here. Okay. I don't know if he's back yet. He might. Is he still hurt? Clayton Kershaw? Uh, Shit. I'm not sure. Clayton Kershaw. Well, this is great radio. All right, he won a game. He pitched the other day. All right, so yeah. I'm going to go Kershaw against Johnny Cueto. I mean, with, with Gabe Kapler's, what are you? Get out of there. That's fun. That is fun. Um, against Gabe the Babes, Giants, I mean, it's Clayton, old reliable. I think he's, I think that's a good matchup against Cueto. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, that's where I think. He had six Ks with a zero earned run ERA in his first start. I like it. So I'm going to go with Clayton. Blake Snell. All right. The Rays are facing off tomorrow night against the Yankees, against Masahiro Tanaka. Okay. Uh, he has not had the best start to his year, but you have to figure water finds well, its yeah. level. Uh, Yankees traveling down to Florida, mm-hmm. so maybe they're they're a little not refreshed there, which, mm-hmm. as we've learned about the bubble, apparently, players are very refreshed within both bubbles in the NBA and NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, they, then he's scheduled to face the White Sox next week, next Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, or not the White Sox, the Red Sox. Um, so Sox. that's probably a good sign for him, that mm-hmm. team. Uh, has had an up and down year, but likes to strike out a lot. Yeah. I feel like that's that's right up right up in uh, Blake Snell's wheelhouse there. Um, so next up, Jared, relievers. Mm-hmm. And I will start with that. I am going to go with mm-hmm. a member of the New York Yankees. Uh-oh. The guy who is currently leading the major leagues in saves. Zabi. Zach Britton. Mm-hmm. He's had a really good year so far. With, uh, okay. you know, and he's done very well. He's been able to look sharp for for the Yankees, and, and I just think that, especially in those Rays games, he'll probably be pretty close. And I feel like he'll he'll get some, uh, you know, get some opportunities to collect a few more saves. Then they play Atlanta. We just mentioned kind of a weird pitching mm-hmm. pitching uh, situation there. So who knows? If they can keep games close. He gets in. That's kind of the uh, the, the key of strategy for the reliever. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good thought. Uh, I'm gonna go with one of the A's pitching staff. I'm gonna oh, go great. with uh, Joaquin Soria. Okay. You know he came in 4.1 innings the other day. He had the last five or, or over the last week he had the last um, five outs on Wednesday, six four win against the Rangers. So if you bring him in for a you know five out save, that looks good. Um, I do like this year. You have to face three batters. I think that's great. I love that. Rule. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. That was a rule pre-COVID too. So that's yeah. that's here to stay. But still, I think that's I think that's one where, you know, you gotta you gotta regatta with that. But I think Soria is going to be the way to go there. I like that. All right, so catchers. Catchers. Uh oh. Start with you. Hmm. Who do we got here? Da 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 da. You know what? He had a ding dong tonight. I'm gonna have to pick him, JT. Damn it! I know, I know. Oh, J- I'll J- take J- him. 
JT has been doing. I think is it. What is his first name? Have we confirmed this yet? I do not know JT Realman. I'm going to look this is. up. But he's but that's that's a great call. He, the, he needs to get paid this year. And I know Bryce, my other namesake. If I have a full beard, um, it needs to happen. And he's really started out up. Yeah. And, you know, I got to go with it. Well, to your point, the the Phillies play the Braves this weekend. Which he could really, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. depending on who's starting for them, he could he'd have himself Jacob a Jacob Tyler. And then they play the Orioles. So you got to <laughs> think. Yeah, you got to think he's primed there to, to uh, get some damage done. Yes. Um, man, I was not thinking you were going to take him. Um, so I will... Hmm, I'm going to go with a guy on the Chicago White Sox. Okay. I think like I'm going to go to that well a few times here. Because okay. I have a couple other guys dialed in. But... I am Jesus. I went to the wrong day. You were Jesus. Um, I am gonna go with the White Sox catcher. Okay. The one and only. Uh oh. Let me find him. That dude. That guy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Yasmani Grandal. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. that's great. But yeah, I uh, the White Sox this week have themselves a decent schedule coming up. They're facing the Jesus. Um, they're playing. Why are they playing Friday? Um, oh, they're playing the Indians this weekend. Um, Jack Plezak on the mound on Saturday, which is not a great sign, but I think he's still in for in for a good one there. And then they play the Tigers. Yep. So, um, not to really bash up on the Tigers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the and those bad teams, uh, but. You know, their, their pitching is nothing really to write home about. Uh-uh. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Uh, I know he doesn't always play catcher, but, yeah. hey. you know, that that's sort of the thought there. Um, but, yeah, Jared, what do you got? We're going what, first base? Oh, it starts with me with first base. Right, um, yeah, so I'm going to go, in terms of first baseman, hmm, I'm going to go with Sano. Okay. Um, I think he plays first base. Um <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Miguel Sano. Oh yeah, he did great today. Yeah, and well, and they're playing the Royals this weekend. The oh, Twins well. are. <coughs> but yeah, I just think he's going to mash it up there. Well, I'll take one of the two-headed monster that is over at the Yankees. Who do I go with? I'm going to go with DJ LeMahieu. Oh, okay. Because they're playing the Rays. Yeah. The Rays. He normally he normally plays like second base. Well, you know what? He's on here as a first baseman. Okay. Thank you, Yahoo. Well, you know what? Well, you can play multiple positions. We'll go with Luke Voigt then. Okay. We'll make it better. I mean, Voigt's batting 368. Last seven days he went, you know, or last seven days he had four runs, three home runs. I think that's it. And, you know, I just really think with them playing the Rays, you know, having a good series against them, the Rays are stink on ice right now. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess with uh, the different positions we can – Mix and match as we want. Because yep. fuck Sano it, plays, it's COVID and there's no rules. Well, and Sano plays DH a lot, too. Exactly. Um, I so, want you to play the DH. Yeah, that was, yeah, great wording by me. Um, so second base, start with mm. you. He did play first base, Sano. Yes, yes he did. Yeah. Let's see. David Fletcher. Okay. You know, I mean, the Dodgers, I, I'm, I'm going off a of chalk right now. You, you look at it here. Saturday, the Dodgers, once again, San Francisco, so that's going to work well. They had that series with them. 
And then, then who do they play after that? After that, they're playing the Fathers, who are having an okay season. They're an interesting team to talk about when you look well, that's at... That's because they got brown jerseys, thank you. Well, not even just that, but if you look at the Padres, they started off the year working so many counts and getting starters out so yeah. early, and they were taking a ton of walks, yeah. and it was... It was actually kind of cool to see it, this team that was yeah really kind of doing the idea of what analytics was. They've slowed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they're scoring runs at, at an incredible clip, the most in the National League mm-hmm. as of recording. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like I don't dislike that pick mm-hmm. at all. Um, for me, second baseman, I am going to go... Hmm, uh, you know, I'll take your guy. I'll take G.G. LeMahieu. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, third base, I am. Hmm. Oh, we're going to third. We're not going. We're going. We're going yeah, five. five, five, then six. All right. Um, I am gonna take. Hmm. Let's think here. I could go. I could stack up on the on the White Sox a little more, mm-hmm. or or Uh-oh. I could go. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm going with him. I'm going with. Nolan Arenado. Ooh! Colorado Rockies playing the Seattle Mariners this weekend, and then they wrap up their week, or in the middle of next week, I should say. Uh, the the Rockies play the Diamondbacks, whose pitching has been uh, very shaky throughout the season. Um, that was my phone that vibrated. That was um, both of our phones. Oh, it was it? a great quote. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Nolan, take him okay. there, lock it in. All right, so we're going with third. You know what? I, I'm going to bet on... Since the week starts tomorrow, yeah, I'm going to bet on beating up on Detroit. I'm going to go with Redbeard himself, Colin Moran. Okay, great. You know, you know, I think Colin, ever since me and Dad Caroli gave him the shot at the game and he tipped his cap the game that we were at, <laughs> which was awesome. We're like, Colin! Yeah. And he's like, oh. and we're like, fuck. Um, I think, and then they're going to play St. Louis in the Reds. He has been good against those teams, not always essentially there because they have great pitching. It'll just go off who the matchup is. So, I mean, yep. if we're looking undecided is going against Ponce de Leon. Dude's old at this point. St. Louis, he found the fountain of youth. Maybe that's why he's still pitching. We're unsure. Uh, but when they play, you know, Jack Fla- Jack Flannery, Flaherty, he's in there for that game. And then when they play the Reds, it's Derek Collin versus Trevor Bauer. Oh, so, can... it could... Tickets as low as 367... Oh, okay, Chicago and Milwaukee. You're drunk with them bleacher seats. Yeah, Greg and I used to try to look up the best prices and God. figure out if we could fly to, like, San Diego or something, oh seeing those. I'm surprised those are still up. Well, that's because they're selling them to those seats, and they're gouging people. It's crazy. Fun fact, Pirates game the other night. They're playing the Cubs. They're looking out in the bleachers, and they go, that guy looks really familiar. It's the Pirates pitching prospect who's from Chicago who got drafted in 19, was sitting in the bleachers with his mom. She is like a bigwig with one of the companies that's a big sponsor of the Cubs, and, they're like, and they Zoom with him during the game. Wow. Awesome moment. I thought that, that is was, very cool. Yeah, it was cool. Let's go to shortstops. Shortstops. You just went. Yep. So it's you. Damn it. Hmm. I got a good one. Just looking at the list. I will go with... Let me ch- check my sources. Mm, not, that's not technically a good pick. I will go with Trevor Story. 
That's a good one. Yeah, that that again, the, the Rockies have themselves a good week lined up, so uh I like that a lot. I'm going with Bo Bichette. The Toronto Bo, Blue Boba Fett? Boba Fett. The uh, Toronto Blue Jays will officially become the Buffalo Blue Jays on Monday. I like it. On the 10th. But over the weekend, the Blue Jays play at Fenway Park. They play the Red Sox. Uh, should be pretty exciting to see. Red Sox pitching staff is uh, up and down. Mm-hmm, Talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit with Greg. Uh, yeah, and then next week when they open up uh, the AAA Stadium, they will be hosting mm. the Miami Marlins. So I feel like that's a... Uh, a layup there. Okay. And um, now we go to left fielders. Okay. And I'm gonna go. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run this back. Greg, I think had him last week. He had himself a pretty good week. I'm gonna go with Michael Brantley. All right. Very nice. Houston Astros. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like the like the pick. Hmm. I'm gonna go with a Padre. He plays all the positions. Um. Usually very consistent, which I like. Um, even though they're playing the Dodgers, uh, Tommy Pham. That's a good one. That's a really good pick for left field. He's had himself a really good week too. You know, he he was great, right, and he's been solid. Great with the cards. Always thought he was just a really good fo- or photo player. I mean, you can't go wrong. And he yeah. wears high socks. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he can hit for power. He can hit for average. He can, he can really get it done. Good fielder too. So center field. Hmm. I'll go with Kepler. Okay, that's yep. really good. Playing the Brewers, who we've talked about this a little bit, their pitching staff, not niche good. Uh, play them next week, and the Twins play the Royals this weekend, so that's a, a pretty solid call, if you will. Uh, I, for one, am going to go... Ooh, do I want to go with them? Mm. Kepler is so good. Um, I am going to pick the. Oh, I'm gonna take my guy, Charlie Blackman. There you yeah, go. Why? Nice. Yeah. Why was I? Why was what I are you doing? Well, idiot. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, since you took I JT Romito, son of a bitch, I'm gonna take. We mentioned with who the Phillies are playing. I'm gonna take Bryce Harper. Hmm. Okay. For right field. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're gonna really. Harper. You're gonna you're gonna leave you're gonna leave him to me. Take him, Aaron Judge. Yeah, all right. Yep. My only doubt is that the is you know they're playing the uh, the Rays, but it's a good call. Yeah, I mean it's a good one to take. Uh, so utility guy, util utility guy. So uh, I have to ask you now, utility guy. Does that mean he's a position player or he is DH? Because you should have a DH category. So we talked about this last week of whether or not we should do DH, but Greg thought. Because the National League, they rotate who they have as their DHs, so we didn't want to pigeonhole it to American League traditional, you know, mainly American League players. Wrong. We decided to do the the, the utility guy. All right. All right. I am going to do somebody from the top turnbuckle. Explain that. Oh, Otani. Came okay. Back today, had a ding dong. Okay. I'm bring. I think he's injured from pitching. He's going to DH mostly. That was a great swing today that I saw. That is going to be my dark horse from the top turnbuckle. There. Okay. 
So I will. I too am gonna go with a guy who does DH a lot. I'm gonna go with Nelson Cruz. Oh, I mean, hell, forty year old, living the dream. Him and Albert, they're yeah. not machines. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit with with what the Twins have going on this week. They yeah. have themselves a good schedule. Um, to remind people, they're playing the Royals this weekend, Wolf. and then uh, they play. I believe it's the Cardinals mm-hmm. next week. Which 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 is always tough. Which no, they is, play the Brewers even oh. better. Which is good. Which is good because their pitching staff is uh, not good. Normally good, not so good. Guy we missed on who had a pretty good week this week. Kenta Maeda. Oh yes, for the, tw- for, oh. The, for the Twins looked great today. Yeah, looked spectacular today. Um, he has that very funky pitching style where he stops mid, gives a leg kick, comes yeah. through with it. Very as um, the announcer said today it was actually McHenry, the former catcher for the Pirates. They have him oh. doing um, color now. He, he, everything with a lot of the pitchers from overseas, especially Japanese, Chinese, the Korean leagues, they're very. What's the word I want to use here? Well, that's they're their thought tempo. out. That's yeah. that's what they do. And well, if I you remember like that. Ichiro's swing. Oh yeah. Hideki Matsuyama's golf swing. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley's golf. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. well, but but no, just the way they do things, the deliberateness. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yes, indeed. All right, so there are our teams. All right, so it should be fun. How are how are we going to count this? So yeah, we need to figure this out. Of who, how do we determine who wins? Do we do like a weekly DraftKings league to see? Like, um, we, that could be a way that we do it, and we just add it up at the end of the week. Um, or we do. Greg said position rankings, which I feel like is going to get too weird. Depends on the site we use. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll figure it Flip out. Flip a coin. We'll figure it out. We'll have a leaderboard. It'll be fun. Um, so yeah, that so that'll really do it with baseball. Unless you have, you think we missed anything else? Hmm. I don't think so. What's his face with the Dodgers? That unreal sliding pitch. Do you not see this? Seth put that in our group. I can't. I, oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. Um, Trying to think here. I think we think we're good with baseball. Okay. You know, we 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 had a lot of different things go on this week when it comes to baseball, so we'll we'll leave it at that. So, Jordy, do what? Do we have time for something? Something a potpourri, a palate cleanser? Absolutely. For the group, I have nothing that I'm thinking of right now. Um, but what could we think of? What could so be the PGA is this week? Ah, yes, yes. First round was today. Oh, golf. Harding Park. That fickle bitch. In San Francisco. Yes. Great course. And it's on ESPN to start, and they're going to finish it on CBS this weekend. Hello, friends. Well, it's funny you say that, because Jim Nance was on ESPN. Because it was all on ESPN. Oh, he's cheating. I like it. So instead, because they're doing it in tandem with CBS. I like it. So instead of, a lot of the times with the PGA, and they might still do it this weekend. Yep. They'll start the coverage on TNT and move it over to CBS, which is always kind of weird. Um but the presentation itself, where we get into the actual golf, okay. is actually pretty cool. They've got the full track, man, but they have multi-different screens Ooh. going on. Scott Van Pelt's on the mic, which oh, is always I lo- good. I love that. Love SVP. But the actual golf itself, uh, I watched a little bit of the the earlier tee times. Okay. Um, big notable ones. Jason Day came out, shot a 7-under 65. Mm-hmm. It's a par 72 course. Tiger Woods, 4-under 68. Mm-hmm. Which is big, three shots off the lead. Uh, a lot of huge names on the leaderboard. And a lot of big putts being made. But the big names, uh, Justin Rose, Tony okay. Finau. All right. A lot of guys hanging out there at four under, three under. How about the shampoo? So he teed off shortly before you came over. 
So we're recording this. It's almost 9 o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, he teed off around, let's say, 6.30 maybe. Um, he birdied his first hole, but he was off. This is Bryson DeChambeau, by the way. And he pulls his first drive all the way onto the second tee box. Well, it um... was not the furthest drive on the first hole, though. Mm-hmm. Jason Day outdrove him. So yours truly hit a hit a shot, a tee shot the other day onto the seventeenth tee box of Apple Cross. I went, that ball is going to be on the tee box, and it was spoken into existence. Mm-hmm. Love when that happens. Yes, yeah. So it it should be a fun weekend. Yep. It's been, it was, it seemed to be more advantageous to the earlier tee times because mm-hmm. the uh, the marine layer had uh, mm-hmm. you know was still there and the wind hadn't really picked up yet. So you saw a lot of early, a lot of low scores in the morning, but. I don't know. It should be a lot of fun to see. I it, can't believe they all got a reprieve off the base. Dude. Oh, not those Marines. Right. <laughs> Dad um, joke. There it is. But it's you know it's going to reward driving accuracy. Oh God, they yeah. showed the rough there and and fescue. I mean, it was effectively green fescue Ooh. that was maybe ankle high. Ooh. And they showed some shots of guys getting out there. The first hole, Ricky Fowler's in the rough on no. the right side. There's a bunker on the left, mm. on the right, protecting the green. And he just tries to punch it out there and really get it. And he punches it out, but it doesn't really get. He doesn't totally get it, and it rolls into that bunker. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's there's going to be a huge premium on being able to, to hit these fairways, which sure. Dave was able to do today. Tiger was able to do for the most part. He was kind of up and down. A few bogeys start mm-hmm, his round, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be fun. That's good. That's yeah. good. What else, though? I mean, we have bubble hockey. <coughs> it's been know, awesome. Which it has. It has not been awesome. Um, I almost had a stroke last night. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I hope the Pens pulled off tomorrow at 4 o'clock. They can't lose on Sidney Crosby's birthday. I think they're going to be fine. Jordy, the only way they're going to be fine is if Jari's in net tomorrow night. So you're completely out on Murray. I've been out on him all season. But now you're completely out. Oh, my God. Christ, yes. I mean, it's... The most egregious was the wraparound goal last Yeah, it was pretty bad. We saw the highlight of that. Yeah, it was... uh, We're watching Big Brother. um, Yeah, Jordy saw me melt down. We had a two-goal lead, and then I melted down. Looked like Krakatoa and Chernobyl. Um, At the same time, though, it's great to how hockey has done it. I think they've done a great job on trying to get the fans interactive. None of this virtual fan bullshit that the NBA putting them in seats. The NFL I just saw come through on my watch wants to do virtual fans and stands. Well, apparently that's an app through Microsoft Teams. Oh, boy. So it's called, I think it's called Together or Audience Together or something. I'm going to look this up as we're talking. Which is why it has the seats behind them. Uh, Apparently you can do that for lectures. So I guess this is them partnering up and doing it. (coughs) But what I think for both the Penguins as well as for the Oilers, who, you know, talk about a tough blow. I stayed up to watch that whole game, and I'm glad I did. The Blackhawks come back in the final ten minutes and score with about a minute and a half left. To win game game three and go yeah, up two one, um, I mean I feel like both. Sadly, probably one of them is going to lose, if not yep. both. But I feel like I got to think they both force a game five. And um, if and if we lose, we get our next captain. It's cool. Yeah, the, Calling uh, that into existence. I mean, just just uh, 
You were you thought the the Crosby was rigged stuff was bad. Just wait until this one <laughs> if it happens. Uh, but the New York Rangers are out, so now yeah, the Canes look good. The Yotes have been surprising. The Panthers coming back to win yesterday. Yeah, the Panthers won't die. The Coyotes I'm not totally surprised by because they're a very good defensive team. Yep. And they're able to subdue what some of the stuff that the, yep. the Predators have thrown at them. And it's been that question of you know depth and everything. And Darcy Kemper's looked incredible. And yep. he had all season. He just did battle injuries. So now he's fully healthy and looks good there. I will admit, this will come out of my mouth, the Flyers are looking great. They look awesome. Ugh. One again today. So when do they blow it? Um, they're probably not going to beat the beat the Lightning on Saturday. Ooh. Yeah, the, the Lightning look really fucking good. Um, and they throw the, a lot of stuff at you. And the Bruins have been just disappointing. Suck on it, Greg! Yeah, they, um... That game against the Flyers, Greg and I talked about it, but they... Yeah, they just didn't come out with urgency. They did a little bit yesterday against yeah. Tampa, and they came back, which I thought when they were down 2 nothing, I was like, man, this is... I'll go quietly into the night. Um, I do think, though, after seeing, you know... I thought it with the Capitals, and I mm-hmm. thought, going into this, I thought the Capitals game would be the Flyers' only win, because they've just owned the Capitals yeah. all year. Um, but going into it and seeing the Capitals play, if you shut down Ovi, which the Bruins have the tools to do it, yep. it becomes a lot easier of a, of a task at I, hand. Yep. Um, I mean, you can say Kovalchuk, but he's, you know, you can kind of mess him around. I forgot he was on Oshie, the team. Oshie looked pretty good and was pretty solid, and they have, you know, they have some depth to their team, too. But I, I feel like that they'll probably. You got to think they'll probably lose the Bruins on Sunday and be yeah. the four seed. Bruins go the three seed, and you know then then start from there. You could also like the Flyers today. They scratched JVR. They brought back Joel Farabee. Um, they brought in uh, Connor Bunneman. A lot of C names on the Flyers. Um, there's a Colin. There's a Carson. There's a Connor. Uh, but they brought Bunneman in. And he looked he looked good. Kata hat. Yeah, he didn't even play today. It was Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott actually looked pretty good. Uh, um, Moose will bring it around every once in a while. Yeah, he and he's actually had a pretty good year. Um, yep. You know, some people give him a lot of shit for being hurt all the time, but he, uh, he he's had a decent year as the one B to Carter. Um, yeah, I just think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to see. Um, I actually haven't looked at the scores of what we've got over there, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun end of this preliminary round. Actually, on that note, I read this thing about the NBA and what the, and an idea that they threw out to basically, and just a, it's a hypothetical to keep the seeding games around, and you'd end the season after 62 games. Mm. They play 82 like the, like the hockey does, and you do this for both. Okay. And then you do seeding games to, mm. fi- to fill out the rest of the eight seeds for each conference. Okay. You would do, you'd do 22 teams, so 11 and 11, and you play a round robin. And then you just finish the seeding from there. You do a double round robin, so you play them twice. Okay. And then the other teams that didn't make it have a lottery tournament where they play everybody three times, which would be in the NBA that's seven times. That's there's eight teams that don't make the playoff. Okay. All right. Which I thought was actually kind of interesting. But the reason I'm bringing this in with hockey is to ask: Do you hmm. think that this concept? I don't think you could do the the seeding games again yeah. in the in the round robin of, of the top four. So there's that there's that yeah. question. But do you think that this style of a tournament could happen again? Oh yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it's <coughs> it's definitely something that could. The, the, what is going on in the world right now is going to change everything. 
Yeah. Um, I think with the sports landscape, there's been a lot of cool stuff that's come out of it. A lot of, you know, the cardboard cutouts, awesome how they're doing that. I think that's great. Um, also, too, trying to get the fans interacted in a different way. Um, the schedules and how they've done it, I think that's cool, too. With the different sports and this, that, and the other. With the hockey, I think it really, Jordy, it all depends on what happens next. I don't believe the NHL season or any of the other seasons that are going to end, like in that September time frame, are going to start again. Like, right away, I have a feeling with what's going on, there's going to be a spike. So, so um, expand on that. You don't think they're going to finish what they're currently doing? But they're going to finish, yeah. but then it's not going to start up right away. Yeah, right in December when yeah, they want no, to. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think we're going to have football. Um, yeah, football. So we were talking about this right off the air of, you know, what is football learning from baseball? Because no. hockey and basketball have the luxury of soccer going first and soccer mm-hmm. – Having to remove Nashville and I think it was Chicago, yes. Nashville and Dallas yes. from in Chicago moved to conferences, and the NBA and NHL learned from that yep. and they've been so successful because of that. And soccer's been successful since they removed the two teams. I'm wondering with football, what are they what are they taking away from what baseball's done in everything that they're doing there? Because yeah. you know you, you want to make the point of uh, they're you know it's a contact sport, they're touching oh. each other every you know every play and. I get that. There's also the aspect of they need to figure out how do they how do they ensure before even the game because if they're playing in the game, you yep. have to think that they don't have it yep. and that they've been tested a bajillion times so that because otherwise they're just going to spread it. Yep. But how can what are they going to learn from baseball and everything that we started with with don't the Cardinals? Don't do a player's vote. Yeah, I mean, it's what Jared's referred to as the, the, the Marlins not saying anything to anybody, and that Major League Baseball kind of just let this happen. I mean, you can't let that that kind of thing happen. You have to almost it's on brand though. It, it's it's pretty nuts. I mean, it's you know just another testament to the Book of Manfred and how crazy that thing's going to read. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where I think it's been interesting to see how everything is done what NASCAR did to really start everything with that to put in safety protocols and how the other sports and if the NFL went to the first couple races to see how they were doing all yeah. their safety protocols um, it, it's it's going to be one of those where we're going to learn a lot and we're hopefully going to move it forward with protocols and things like that um, safety I really think when the CBAs come back up moving forward there's going to be a clause in them for every sport like if a pandemic happens again opouts I, I i couldn't believe the opout today for the nfl was like they voted on it monday and they had to figure out by tonight yeah if they're gonna if yeah, they are going if to they're gonna out, play yeah. it i was yeah, like yeah. well that's a lot of time that's cool yeah i was surprised to see that they put a deadline on there uh-huh. i mean kind of going back to cespedes that the players could opt out whenever they wanted to <laughs> i'm done which I don't disagree with. I think no. that's fine. Yeah. That if you wanted to test the waters, then you finally said, you know what, thanks but no thanks. Yep. I think that I am surprised the NFL let them mm-hmm. go that far. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the NFL will figure out a way to make their season happen because Goodell doesn't really care. I think college football, despite having announced schedules, I think that is a I think that is a pipe dream. I think high school sports are a pipe dream. 
And yeah, I we, mean, we, we, we most are still debating whether or not they're going to be in person. We saw it. Today. A lot of them, Philadelphia school districts, are, are now fully virtual. And, and I mean, that's one today, like the PIAA is still, they did not agree with what the governor said. He said, like, I would suggest not having high school sports till next, like, January 1. Yeah. And the PIAA lost their shit. Bad on you, PIAA. I'm sorry. Even though you're, it's a small amount of revenue with that, um, I really think you... Now, granted, this is going. We're going back into COVID, the coronavirus talk. Yeah, ended. we'll keep this quick. So we'll we keep this quick, but up. I just think it's sports are a privilege we get to play. It, it does keep kids out of trouble. It puts good mentors with them. Yeah, it's I, it's a good aspect, but it's a safety thing that I still don't think we got our head around. Yeah, I think. Well, it comes from the from a lot of these different, not to be punny, but a lot of these different schools of thought of mm-hmm. how do we keep kids safe both from normal outside world stuff, mm-hmm. but then how do we keep safe from COVID? Yep. You know, you mentioned revenue, and I feel like with, with schools and everything, yep. colleges is a little different because there really is a business, both... Penn State, no fans. With Both with the sports aspect and the yep. school itself. There's a huge business aspect mm-hmm. with it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, you know, and I'm sure we're, you know, I think we're working hard at, at trying to figure it yeah. out. There's a lot of stuff that could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see where we go. It's just, it's nice to have it, and it's great that we have pro sports yep. and, and what they're trying to figure out with what they'll do going forward. Um, and we'll have to keep keep watching the news and see what happens. Yep. But exactly. Uh, to end it on a lighter note, do we have anything else to talk about? What did you think of Big Brother? God, I hope it gets better. I'm it so, does normally get I'm better. so confused. There was a lot going on there. We found out Ian is Ian, right? He's yeah, from Ian, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Ian Terry. Um, dude, get it together. You're almost you're you're a nerd. Um, I I still don't know what's going on. I will not watch the live feed because I don't like watching people like they're gerbils. Yeah, you can just watch the episodes and be fine. Yeah, I think I'm just going to watch the live ones because it's just too, yeah. I can't commit that much time to. Well, I mean, that's all. As I'm saying that with brother. sports right now. You know, but it's just like I can't commit that much and yeah, yeah, get yeah. to know people, and I don't care if you eat tofu. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, all right. Well, Jared, thank you so much. This is a great episode. Yes. Glad we got to do this. Um, everybody, make sure you like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart mm-hmm. mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcasts: iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter: ThunderBLG, Thunderbox Sports, and Instagram. For my man Jared Barnes, I am Jordy Cannell. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Phillies. And stay safe, Philadelphia.